In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Sunday Celebration of Mass. Today the Church celebrates the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And in the Gospel of today's Mass we hear the great parable of the sower. As we begin our Mass then we invite Christ to be present with us to be before us, to be behind us, to be beside us, and to be within us. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, our Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory, Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us, you take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us, for you are the Holy One, you are the Lord, you are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who show the light of your truth to those who go astray, so that they may return to the right path, give all who for the faith they profess are accounted Christians the grace to reject whatever is contrary to the name of Christ and to strive after all that does it honour. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and don't return without watering the earth, making it yield and giving growth to provide seed for the sower and bread for the eating, So the word that goes forth from my mouth does not return to me empty without carrying out my will and succeeding in what it was sent to do. The Word of the Lord Some seed fell into rich soil and produced its crop. You care for the earth, give it water, you fill it with riches, Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. And thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows, you level it, soften it with showers, you bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness. Abundance flows in your steps, in the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The hills are girded with joy, the meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat, they shout for joy, yes, they sing. 
a reading from the letter of St Paul to the Romans. I think that what we suffer in this life can never be compared with the glory as yet unrevealed which is waiting for us. The whole creation is eagerly waiting for God to reveal his sons and daughters. It was not for any fault on the part of creation that it was made unable to attain its purposes. It was made so by God. But creation still retains the hope of being freed, like us, from its slavery to decadence, to enjoy the same freedom and glory as the children of God. From the beginning till now, the entire creation as we know has been groaning in the one great act of giving birth. And not only creation, but all of us who possess the first fruits of the Spirit. We too groan inwardly as we await for our bodies to be set free. The Word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus left the house and sat by the lakeside, but such crowds gathered round him that he got into a boat and sat there. The people all stood on the beach and he told them many things in parables. He said, Imagine a sower going out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell on the edge of the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on patches of rock, where they found little soil and sprang up straight away because there was no depth of earth. But as soon as the sun came up, they were scorched and not having any roots, they withered away. Others fell among thorns and the thorns grew up and choked them. Others fell in rich soil and produced a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty, Listen, anyone who has ears. The Gospel of the Lord. It's strange the things that you remember when you get older. I remember when I was nine, a cousin of mine died. She was just uh, 19 years of age, I think. She had been ill since she was born uh, with a heart condition and her skin was very often, I remember, blue in colour. I suppose that might have been because she wasn't getting enough oxygen because her heart wasn't functioning or working in the way that it should have been. She had a very nice nature and everyone liked her very much. And remember, we all remember her with great fondness. Her doctors told her not to marry. They said that she would be unable to carry a child. And if she did, there would be a high risk to both herself and the child's life. She did in actual fact marry. But my aunt, who was so worried and angry with her, that she refused to go to the wedding even although she lived facing the church doors and from her window 
she could virtually look right into the church. My own mother and her and her other relatives went along to the wedding, but her mother stayed away. The wedding itself took place and the couple themselves settled down to married life. And then, of course, the inevitable happened. She found herself carrying a child. Out of the blue, one Sunday morning, we were sitting by the fire in our own living room and the door itself burst open and one of my cousins rushed in crying and calling out at the top of her voice that her sister, her cousin, had died suddenly. The doctors were in fact right. She would lose her life if she tried to carry a baby. These years later, I can see that scene in my own mind's eye. The cousin throwing the door open, her voice, the tears, my own mother rushing from the house, that empty feeling and shock that overtook us in the room. I remember it too in, in days to follow, being taken to their home, to a dark room, to people wearing dark clothes and to unrestrained crying. I tell you that story today to remind you and myself of the power of story. When someone tells a story, it's amazing how it can grip us. Very often you can give a hundred facts, say wonderful things, but a story has power. And we can see that very often in the scene that very often unfolds in our mind. We identify with things, characters and emotions. And sometimes it makes us react in different ways. We know that Jesus knew the power of storytelling. And we see that exhibited in his great parables. Often I found myself in the past describing parables simply as stories with meanings. But I think that's a very weak definition and description of what a parable is meant to be. Parable is meant to be much more. It's a story designed to elicit a judgment from the listener and implicates the listener in some action or response. It's not merely then a story with a moral, but it's told with a purpose of asking you questions. What do you think? Where do you stand? What's your reaction to this? But that's not where it ends. Because it asks us another question. What are you going to do now? What's the step you're going to take? There's a story or a parable in the Old Testament concerning King David. And the prophet Nathan goes to King David and tells him a story of a shepherd who is a beloved lamb. And this shepherd treats the lamb so well, feeds it and makes it secure looks after it day and night. And then a rich man comes, steals the lamb and eats it. David himself reacts with outrage to the story and says that the man has to be seized for doing such a wicked thing. The prophet then turns to the king and says that you are this man. You steal people's possessions, you take their women, you steal their land and their crops. A story can draw us in. It can involve us. 
and we can react to it. It can make us decide what to do in such a situation. The parable of the sower, which we hear at Mass today, seems to be told by Jesus for a reason. For every person who heard his word, heard his message, he realised that there would be different responses. And he chooses in the parable four types of response. And in three out of the four responses, there is a reason that the seed itself doesn't bear fruit. The problem is not with the message or the sowing of the seed, but it's rather with the one who hears the message. In each of the instances, it takes root, but it simply fails to provide or reach its end. Jesus tells this parable, I think, for a reason. And maybe it's the most human of things, that people listen, but very often don't hear. People listen, agree to do something, but don't do it. People very often listen, but are distracted by other things, worries, anxieties and concerns. People listen, happy to agree to go along with something, but very often have no staying power. Jesus acknowledges and recognises that there are lots of people who listen, but don't hear the word of God. And maybe we might count ourselves amongst such people. We're good at listening, we're good at heeding advice, but ultimately not taking it. We're good at listening, but easily derailed by something that comes up. Good at listening, got all the best intentions in the world, but never quite get round to doing the thing. Good at listening, talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. Like all of the parables, the parable of the sower is meant to be provocative. What do we think? Where do we stand? How are we going to react? And what will we do now? It's meant to move us from listening to doing something, from the seed taking root to the seed bearing fruit. Maybe I think that there is something to be learned in our own stories. The stories that shape our lives and the ones that we often tell about ourselves. Those things that have happened to us in our life. Those somehow are the very places in which the seeds are locked in, planted and then burst into life. People very often can tell us big important things in life. But the power of story can unlock something in us. It can involve us, make us react, put in us a resolve to do something. Maybe this is the very reason that Jesus himself tells parables. To move people from listening to reacting and to resolving to do something about it. From receiving the word of God to acting upon it, to allow it to take root in life and to burst forth into life and good things.
least many years later, in my own mind, that mind's eye, I can see that cousin who came to tell us the news. I can see myself sitting in that room, and I can feel the shock of the news that she brought, and I can hear those cries and that feeling of alarm. The seed that's planted in our own life comes into our life, in our stories and in things that happen to us. And there it takes root, grows and hopefully comes to harvest in our own life. It's very often in books and wise words that we get good advice. But I think most of all it's in the rich soil of our own life that things really matter. In those stories of our own life, there is colour and depth. The seed itself that is planted in our life, the word of God itself, struggles to get past the rocks, overcome the shallowness of the soil, and to find that rich depth that it needs in the stories of our own life, how God himself comes to us and is present with us. Listening and hearing these stories in our own life, we realise how God acts in us and how and what he wants us to do with our life. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and women, and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, suffered death and was buried, rose again on the third day, and in accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. Who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, catholic and apostolic church, and I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Let us pray. For those going on holiday, for safety and rest when they are away. That returning to public masses, in which people can attend, we bring peace and mind, peace of mind to people's hearts. For countries in the storm of the virus, for workers who are caring for the sick, and for all who are worried about their future, for a quiet confidence and courage to meet future difficulties and hardships. And for people suffering from great mental anxiety through the pandemic, that the terrors of the night may not overwhelm them. And for all who have died, 
especially Agnes Macaulay and all that we're asked to remember. Heavenly Father, with renewed confidence, we make our prayers to you through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord, God of all creation, through us we have this great hope. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Look upon the offerings of the Church, O Lord, as she makes her prayer to you, and grant that when consumed by those who believe, they may bring ever greater holiness through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you so loved the world, that in your mercy you sent the Redeemer to live like us in all things but sin, so that you might love in us what you have loved in your Son, by whose obedience we have been restored to those gifts of yours that by sinning we lost by disobedience. And so, Lord, with all the angels and saints, we too give you thanks as an exaltation we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, 
Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph our Spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Let us pray. Having consumed these gifts, we pray, O Lord, that by our participation in this mystery, its saving effects upon us may grow. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And we continue to ask Mary's special protection for us in these days. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Just to advise you that the church itself will be opened on Monday uh, and Friday uh, for private prayer. Uh, so 6 to 7 on Monday and 1 to 2 on Friday. And on Monday itself, you'll be able to, uh, if you wish, uh, for me to hear your confession, I'll be available for that uh, on that Monday evening. You probably already know by now that we're in phase three. Uh, so in phase three, uh, public masses are able to be resumed uh, in the church. Um, so um, the way that that will work, uh, next weekend uh, uh, the church will be open for public masses on that weekend. Uh, so the way that will work is uh, on the Saturday evening, uh, the vigil, uh, 5.30, uh, I will celebrate Mass here in private, uh, the online Mass. Uh, for those of you that are not able to come, we're not able to get into the church. So if you if you want to just to keep uh, uh, that kind of online uh, connection and, and celebrate Mass that way, uh, then, then please feel free to do so. So it will be live streamed at 5.30. And then thereafter, there'll be a recording on, as usual, on the, the Facebook and also on the parish website uh, that you can follow. And now secondly, uh, then the public masses will be on the Sunday itself uh, at 10, 12 and 6 in the evening. Now the problem with that, of course, is that the church uh, has a very small capacity now. We've been able to get it uh, to uh, 77, I think it is. But uh, what the church and what the government have asked us to do is that in the, the churches, a maximum of 50 people uh, can come to the public mass. Um, so uh, that means then that, uh, uh, that each of the masses, there can only be 50 people that come, uh, no more. Uh, so uh, you have to book for the mass uh, and uh, you can do that through... Uh, the website or through Facebook and I'll give you uh, details of that over the next uh, few days so just kind of keep an eye on that and if you're not savvy uh, with internet or whatever it is uh, then please feel free to get other people uh, to do that for you now I know that's not the best kind of method because I know that a lot of people will not be kind of connected to those things but what we're doing is we're kind of trying it out to kind of see what the best kind of method is and if that's not satisfactory then we'll find uh, something uh, better to do or something that suits us better so uh, you can only come uh, to the mass just to reiterate that if you've booked or reserved a place in the church and you'll be able to do that through facebook or through the parish uh, website uh, and only 50 people uh, can come uh, to each of those masses uh, so that's 10 o'clock 12 o'clock or six o'clock uh, and if you're not able to obviously get that booking then you can obviously uh, still uh, uh, watch the mass itself through uh, this means that we're in just now 
Um, and just to reiterate to you again, also that there's no obligation at this time uh, to be at Sunday Mass because of the, the circumstances that we find ourselves in. So if you're kind of feeling as if you're doing something wrong, then, then, then please put yourself, put your mind at ease with regard to that. Um, and just to remind you that you have to follow all the kind of the, the directions uh, that are given uh, when you come to church. Uh, so to remind you of that, there's only one entrance uh, to the church uh, and you'll leave by, by a, a particular exit. So the main entrance, you enter there uh, and then you exit at the end of the Mass uh, through the Green Lees Road e e exit, if you like. Uh, you have to wear a mask or a face covering. Uh, when you come into church, you have to sanitise your hands uh, and also you have to uh, uh, get your temperature taken to see that you've not got some kind of fever, which would be a, a symptom, uh, perhaps, of something as well. So you, you, you wouldn't be able to get into the church in, that, in those circumstances. When you get into church, there'll be somebody to show you where, where you go in the church. Uh, don't change seats. Uh, don't kind of swap uh, seats. You have to s sit where you sit. Uh, now, there'll be places, uh, uh, groups of, of, of chairs, are possibilities for families, but we, we can't accommodate every situation so so basically it's first come first served if you come with the uh, th uh, three in a family and there's three seats then you can sit in those uh, three three seats if you're if you're living in the same household obviously uh, uh, but otherwise you just have to take uh, whatever's there but it's only 50 and and once at 50 is accommodated we can't accommodate anymore uh, otherwise we're breaking the regulations and the possibility of closing uh, churches would, would would come in there, so all of these kind of things are are done in order to obviously offset the uh, uh, infection and the spread of the virus. Uh, we have to be secure in, in ourselves that that's the case. Uh, during mass, there's no uh, a hymn singing. Uh, some of the masses there will be organ kind of playing uh, during. Uh, different parts of the Mass, but, but there'll be no singing because there's a po possibility of spread when, 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 you, when you sing and, uh, and so on. So, so uh, it'll be quite a kind of a different experience uh, when you come to Mass. And, and for those of you that like a, a short Mass, uh, a short Mass has been kind of recommended uh, uh, for us that we don't keep you too long in that enclosed space. Uh, so ju just, just to let you know of that and and, and uh, again, uh, if you're receiving Holy Communion, instead of coming forward uh, to the altar, uh, I will just go through the church. I'll ask you to stand if you want to receive Holy Communion, and then I'll, I'll be able to give uh, individually as I move around the church and, and, and the, the chairs uh, Holy Communion. And then at the end of the Mass, again following the direction of, of the, the pass keepers, uh, you simply leave the church uh, through the exit. Now, if you have difficulty with those stairs, uh, which are obviously in the Green Lees Road end, then you just remain in your places. And then once everyone's gone, then you can exit through the uh, the, the, the main entrance doors, because um, obviously the stairs would be a, a hazard for you. So those things are, are, are just uh, um, uh, to, to direct you. Just to say also that, that, that the bishop himself just wants us to, to get used to, to things. So... Uh, the weekend there will be mass, but there will be no weekday masses in week one, which is the week that follows. I think there may be uh, week, 
uh, day masses and, and, and the week that follows that kind of the second week so it's a kind of gradual thing if you like to to build up to getting getting back to things so just to just to kind of let you be aware of that and uh, uh, encourage you to to come if you you know if you can uh, to the mass and, and uh, you know uh, try and make a, a great return uh, for ourselves if you can if you can do that um, and just at the end of mass just to ask you again if you can financially support the parish because obviously it's a difficult time uh, for us uh, again just to bring uh, your envelopes popping through the door if you can if you can do that just a donation for for the parish and for support uh, and much better than that would be some kind of standing order uh, through the bank if you are able to do that because obviously things are not going to get back to normal very quickly and uh, uh, so if that if you're able to do that and that would be particularly appreciated just send us a, a message through email or, or, or through uh, the telephone sorry to to give that long announcement at the, the end but just to just to uh, keep you up to date with things and, and make sure that you know just exactly what's what's happening so so again just to tell you that there's public mass uh, next weekend uh, instead of this nine o'clock kind of thing that we have here uh, today that will be moved to the 530 vigil uh, and uh, the live stream will take place at 530 on the Saturday uh, you'll be able to follow the mass and then if you don't get it on the vigil uh, then it's recorded so you can get it on the uh, Facebook or, or on the parish website uh, thereafter if you like and then on the Sunday there's 10, 12 and 6 o'clock and you have to book uh, for those things in order to uh, book your place uh, and I'll be able to tell you how to do that and if you're not able to do it yourself uh, then get somebody else uh, who's more kind of savvy uh, to do that. The Lord be with you, and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended.